as the bagpipes used to bring in Rowdy Roddy Piper. They bring in on the turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Of course, uh, Rowdy's song was uh, the theme song of choice in our elimination for this week, uh, Defeating Demolition. Walsh, I know you're devastated by that. Good evening to you. I would have loved to have come in with Demolition. Here comes the axe, here comes the smasher. Uh, I get Roddy's popularity as a wrestler, but come on, bagpipes, people. No, that's a, uh, definitely a wrestler win and a vote there for sure. Not No one's listening to the music for that for sure. <laughs> and of course, that is the voice of Lyle. You're well, mate? Oh, I'm going well, mate. Yourself? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, congratulations. Plenty of kudos out there in wrestling land and listener land in regards to the interview with Dermy last week. Well done, boys. Oh, I think we did well. Can we put ourselves over? I don't put myself over. You can put me over then if, they, if you want. Well, we, I think we have a couple of times. Oh, cheers, boys. You've, you've wrapped up the championship three times. <laughs> We've put you over that many times. But um, seriously, the feedback's been really, really, really big on, on this episode. The download numbers are as high as they've ever been, or higher, I think, um, which is it means a lot to us when we get good numbers. The Facebook page, we're up to... I think we've gone up 80 likes or something in a week. Uh, Dermy was fantastic. No, he's definitely a, definitely a good get. Thanks, Tone. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of other guests coming along too, I'm sure, over the, uh, the incoming months. I have no doubt about that. Hey, guys, we've got a big show. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll be joined by Jay, talk about what's been happening in the world of wrestling. I wouldn't be saying big show, then Jay's the next thing I talk yeah. about. I was watching uh, the Underworld wrestling show last night, and I know Lyle watched it during the week, and the first thing that I hear from the crowd is Jay calling someone a jabroni. <laughs> no, did he? No, he did. You, you could very, very audible his uh, voice, and then starting the Jay. He started the Jay straight afterwards. Yeah, you could hear <laughs> yeah. Jay getting trying to get himself over. <laughs> I feel sorry for. Well, I will never say I feel sorry for Lord Mark Williamson because he intimidates the hell out of me. But I feel sorry for the rest of his team, perhaps mm. having to put up with Jay. Well, don't feel sorry for our first guest, gentlemen, because he is going to have a chance. And a future national champion, uh, they tell me at PCW. His name is Edward Dusk, and he joins us on the line. G'day, Edward. How are you? I'm not too bad. And yourself, guys? We're all fantastic in here. All fantastic. What a massive weekend it is for you coming up. Uh, coming up against Jake Taylor at the PCW Lethal Lockup this Saturday. A non-title match, uh, but going to be a ripper anyway, I would have thought. Oh, absolutely. The title may not be on the line, but things between Jake and I are definitely beyond just championships at this point. So it's definitely not going to be just a walk in the park for either one of us. Um, obviously, the Ignition title uh, is, a, is, a, is a big title for PCW. And do you see it as a stepping stone for yourself? Uh, you, I do and I don't. In one regard, obviously, our national championship is our... It's our top title. It's our most prestigious championship. But in the same vein, the Ignition Championship being a new championship and me being one of the first people to hold it, I take that with great pride. And I definitely look at it as a way not only to prove myself, but definitely cut out a part of the company for myself as well. Yeah, you can really make it your own, uh, like I guess The Miz has done with the Intercontinental title in WWE. I think I was yeah, there. You're absolutely right. I was there the night you won the title, and it was, let's just say, it was in dubious circumstances. Um, do you want to run some of the listeners through uh, through the cash in? I did. 
I did use my money in the bank briefcase to cash in. And look, you're welcome to look at it that way. I look at it as I had earned the opportunity that I held and I I used it at the most opportune time to achieve what I wanted and that was to win the championship. Jeez, I can't believe the lack of respect from you there, Welshie. That's just yeah, atrocious. That's very disappointing. You should uh, be... It was the favorite, my favourite part of the show that night. I know I was, te- I was live texting Lyle um, and I was like, oh my God, there's a cash-in. Oh my God, there's another new champion. Plug it come, was, it was actually... I actually, actually really loved that show. Like comes on the show to talk to us, and all you can do is diss him. That's just not right. <laughs> let's let him talk. No, let's talk it. Talk about his uh, other accolades: retiring the legend, uh, the PCW legend Danny Psycho in December. Um, that just goes along. Well, yeah, like I said, putting on, attaching to your accolades. What was it like uh, retiring a PCW legend in Danny Psycho? Yeah, retiring Danny was. Um definitely equally something that was tough to do obviously as a mentor and the man who brought me into everything but like Jake and myself now Danny stepped in my way he got in my way and made an enemy of himself and at the end he chose to put his career on the line and well when it came down to it I didn't hesitate in ending that it was an amazing match, uh, a ladder match, if I remember correctly, a, a brutal ladder match at that as well. Yeah, there was definitely uh, no love lost between the two of us, and they put a they put weapons in in between us, and we definitely made the use of them. We went through ladders, tables, the stage at one point. Mm. I've still got the scars on my body from that, but as I said, he stood between me and what I wanted, and. There wasn't much that was going to stop me. Now, Edward, you're respected uh, really highly within PCW as a really hard worker um, and like really committed to the company and to what you're doing. You're obviously travelling extensively every week to be um, at the shows and, and at training. You must be wrapped that there's been an announcement of a show in Geelong coming up. Coming up from Geelong, it's... It poses its own challenge, I suppose, in the in definitely the miles that we're tracking every single week, not only for shows but training throughout the week. And it, it's something of a um, test of fortitude, I suppose. You, you know, if you if you want it bad enough, you're going to take that extra step if you have to, and take those extra bounds to achieve what you want. So it is a challenge, and it is it is grueling. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's what I want to do. And if it means spending three hours in the car of at least three or four times a week, then so be it. Well, yeah, touching on your commitment and your travel uh, uh, length, you are an inspiration to a lot of aspiring wrestlers. You drop 30 kilos in 12 months on your journey to becoming the wrestler you are today. Can you touch, take us through the commitment involved and you know how far, and obviously the mental challenges that would have posed. Uh, yeah, just to say that focused for doing such an, uh, an astonishing feat. The, the weight loss was definitely when things, I suppose, turned around. There was a, there was a moment, I think it was the second week of training that I'd, I, I, I'd had, 
and there was just kind of this moment where I realized that I was nowhere near in, in the shape that I needed to be to do this. And it was kind of an ultimatum as if I was going to, um, it's a quote that I've taken from Drew McIntyre that I really enjoy is that I, there kind of came a point where I had to decide if I was going to play at being a wrestler or be a wrestler. And I like to think that with everything I've done, whether it be with the, the weight loss and the training or the, the, driving up to seek every week and now being the ignition champion I like to think that I've made the right choice and, and definitely fulfilled that phrase of being a wrestler. No, definitely hard work pays off. Yeah. You're a testament to that. Opportunities so opportunities for you uh, Edward in regards to uh, interstate travel and the like, have they been coming forward since you uh, won the belt? I haven't there haven't been anything anything come about just yet, though it's definitely something I'm, of course, highly interested in doing, whether it be, you know, something as, uh, for lack of a better term, simple as going to RCW. I say simple because obviously with the pariah currently holding our PCW Tag Team Championships, there's a working relationship between the two companies. But my eyes on as far as, say, New Horizons Pro... I have definitely no second thoughts about travelling, obviously. I already do it quite frequently, so the idea of taking a few plane rides doesn't scare me whatsoever. And in August, there's going to be, I've seen announced this week, a show down in Geelong on the 11th of August, uh, Geelong West. You must be looking forward to that one. Yes, I always do. Just obviously on one side, it's, it's my hometown. It's where I live, so it's a place that not only it's the shows that not only my friends and family can get down to, but you know just people that I've known throughout the years, and plus the the, the town hall that we've we've emanated from the past couple of shows is a, one of the best venues I've gone to personally, especially for wrestling, which is strange considering it's a bit of a ballroom, but I suppose wrestling has a history of working in ballrooms. It does. Mm. Uh, that's good. No, we're really looking forward to having some more wrestling on this side of the bridge. You know, because yeah, even oh, travelling out to Ferntree Gully for us as fans can be a hike. But uh, yeah, I'm never complaining about it again after finding out that Edward goes from Geelong. Though <laughs> it actually might be easier for him to drive to Adelaide for RCW <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but uh, the opportunity to work for um, RCW because. Uh, RCW is an amazing uh, organisation, and it's a great partnership that PCW have developed with them. Uh, yes. The guys that are coming across are really entertaining. It gives your guys a chance to aspire to go over and work there and just get that extra experience. Is that Does that, those sort of things cause a real buzz among the workers? Oh, absolutely. I think it's def- it's almost it's almost like you know the old adage of the kids and the new toy. You've got this brand new thing in the works and you know especially with the way that each promotion operates you know you've kind of got that group of guys that are in your promotion and you know you work those guys so when you get told that someone from another company is coming in everyone is you know as you said buzzing for the opportunity to be the one that gets to work them and be able to experience what a match with someone completely new is going to be like it's a it's an entire new tools to be able to use, a set of tools rather to be able to use. Massive weekend, as we said this weekend for PCW, and uh, not only is there the match between Edward Dusk and Jake Taylor, uh, but 
boy, oh boy, that uh, lethal. That sorry, the uh, steel cage match. The uh, for the national championship, the PCW national championship, looks like it's going to be an absolute belter. It is. I think uh, Lucas Daniels put out a post earlier in the week and and told Daniel Swagger that he'd see him in hell, and it's definitely not semantics. I definitely think that that is exactly how Lucas Daniels is looking at this. And I mean, these guys have met on a few occasions now, and every time, I mean. The best way I can think to describe it is that it's just, it's always violent. It's not pretty. I mean, I've watched these guys beat each other through the crowd. I've watched them beat each other with, I think, everything from trash cans to ladders to stop signs. So, I mean, you trap the two of them inside a steel cage and tell them to go nuts on each other. I'm as, as, as excited as I am for it, I'm equally concern for what may just transpire between those four walls uh, it's, a, it's an it's a great place to uh, to learn your craft pcw because the crowd is so hot for you guys uh, absolutely like people like um daniel swagger they're they're so far over with that crowd yeah. and it and that makes a heels job so much more fun so you must really enjoy being able to work with some of the guys that you work with there Oh, definitely. The whole the whole atmosphere of a PCW show, I believe, is just one of the best in Australia, if not that I've I see around the world. It's such a it's such a just a good positive atmosphere. You know, you see something that you see a lot in some promotions is that the crowd, you know, are a bit a bit smart to everything, so it's all a bit jaded and. It doesn't really appear that everyone everyone's having fun. They're more interested in trying to pick, you know, what they can and feel that they've accomplished something. Whereas I feel like at a PCW show, people come because they enjoy wrestling and they've come to enjoy themselves and experience wrestling. And it definitely translates both with, you know, whether you are working as a as a face or as a heel, that the crowd are just involved and they want to be involved as much as they can to have the best night that they can. Because I noticed that the character work of the wrestlers in PCW is really strong. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I love Tricky, for example. Even he makes me laugh. He's also quite a good worker. Is that... Because you it's like not the a scooter? It's not it's a scooter. Not, it's not sorry a scooter. about that. Uh, it's not a scooter. But, so who, so who, who's, who fosters the creative there and, and gives tips to the up-and-coming guys like... Because really, that's what really fascinates me about wrestling is storytelling. Yes. No, it's storytelling, I think. Storytelling is definitely the thing that I hold in the most high regard. It's definitely what got me into wrestling and is what, what really gets me invested in a match. And, I mean, in terms of the people that pass that on, obviously we look at you know someone like Tricky who runs the PCW Academy. You know, from from the first day, you know, it's something that you that you've got drilled into you. It's not something that it's it's in the background and waiting for you to be taught. I mean, as we speak, I'm on my way up to the promo class, so everyone can practice promos and character work and all the little nuances that take you from being, you know, the the guy that does a couple of moves to a character that has a story and a reason behind the moves. So. From Tricky to all the other guys that that post up the training and 
to really everyone in the locker room. Everyone's looking to give feedback and everyone's happy to accept it. So it's really just an entire locker room of guys that are trying their best to make everyone around them the best they can be as well. Edward, as a, a young and up-and-coming wrestler, I want to get your thoughts on the past wrestling, Australian wrestling, for 30, 40, 50 years and, and the guys that sort of trod the, uh, the, the rings before you. As a, do you follow the history of the sport much here in Australia? Do you have much of a, a regard of what those guys did in the past? I do. I wouldn't be able to give you much. It's not something I've dug immensely deep into, but history is a massive passion of mine. And I've, 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 I mean, I've dug myself into whether it be, you know, the history of all the big promotions around the world, but definitely coming into PCW, my first match was um, a memorial show for, for one of the Australian wrestlers that we lost. And so, from there, it definitely opened my eyes to just how far back Australian wrestling goes. And mm. when they announced that Festival Hall was getting demolished and the outcry from the Australian wrestling community opened my eyes even more. So it's while it's not something I've immersed myself much in, it's something that continues to interest me. And it's definitely something I need to take the time to look into more because I am passionate about it and I am interested in it. So... The fact that we have such a long lineage of, of history with wrestling is beautiful. Now, I think we've actually, yeah, you touch on the wrestling community, put a hold on the demolition of Festival Hall at the minute. Still I, there. Yeah, they've held out, and I think they're going to reconvene at a later date to see if they're going to heritage listed, I think. Well, that'd be nice. I do hope so. Yeah. But that's fine. But you've got to, it's still going to be a working venue, and it's just not at the moment. Oh, well, look, I mean, it's a music venue as well. So, yeah. I mean, th there's definitely a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot you can do with it. Oh, the Beatles played at Festival Hall. I know. That's why it should... That's another reason it should be yeah. heritage-listed. Um, and you've taken me off my train of thought. I was going to ask. So that's right. Um, Edward, a lot of organisations are using uh, the PCW arena now because it's, it's a fantastic venue. Uh, organisations yep. like World Series Wrestling and things like that, that also gives the PCW guys a chance to aspire to try and get booked on those shows, I imagine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the first the first few World Series shows, there was dark matches that would feature uh, predominant, I think exclusively PCW talent it was. And it, I remember both, for all those guys that got that opportunity, it was... It was a huge deal, not only to be able to get in front of that crowd and you know show what you could do under that spotlight, but the big thing that a lot of them would say is being in that locker room, being surrounded by you know years and years of experience from all over the world, and be able to pick their brains and be able to see that you know from anyone from just uh, another local Australian wrestler all the way up to, you know, the Ricochets and the Austin Aries that have come down. They were all so humble and willing to, to help these young talents that were just looking to gain as much information as they can. Well, I mean, even for a five or ten second fight, the fact that two of your guys got to jump in the ring with Austin Aries a few weeks ago, they'll learn more from that than four weeks of uh, working with guys of the same standard of them. Like just uh, on performance styles and things like that. It's an it's an entirely different level. I mean, you you look. I mean, you just have to look at what Austin Aries has done in the past what two or three years 
let alone his entire career, to see the the the, the resume that that guy has put together. So I, I've got to imagine exactly as he said, even just a couple of minutes of planning, you know, just those little segments would have had to have been like sitting at, at a well of knowledge. A final one for you, uh, Edward, before we let you go. We do thank you for your time tonight. Aspirations, we, we always talk about that with people and uh, we know that you have your current belt now. Is there an aspiration of becoming the national champion one day? Absolutely. As I said, I, I take holding the Ignition Championship as a point of pride, but it's definitely not something that people should think that I'm content with. I definitely have an eye on that national championship. And while Lucas Daniels and I do have a professional relationship, not for one second am I afraid of stepping into that ring with him or anyone else if it means taking that national title. I will gladly wear every championship we have over my shoulders. It doesn't stop with just one. Well, we wish you all the best with that, mate. And we do thank you again for your time. Edward Dusk, uh, PCW Ignition Champion. He takes on Jake Taylor out there at Ferntree Gully this weekend. An on-title match, but the big title match will be, and the main event of the night is the steel cage match, the PCW Lethal Lockup event this Saturday night. Tickets from $20 at the door, or you can book at pcw.com.au. Edward Dusk, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, mate. I think you were the lady, Lyle. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm not a gentleman. Though, so okay. <laughs> we'll take a break. Back I'm hopeful more... for your listener basis. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, those two girls yeah. that listen, they're awesome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll take a break. Back with more in just a sec. Say yeah! Dawson and Dash bringing us into part two of our podcast here on the turnbuckle. Top guys, Tony. Top guys. Yeah. Happy with them? No flips, just fists, mate. Yeah, that's it. That's what it should be. That's the way it should be. That's right. That's the way it should be. Of course, Tony uh, Shebeki here with you. Well, she, Lyle there as well. And we welcome in our regular contributor. I'll call him a contributor. I won't call him a guest host because he's anything but... Uh, Jay, g'day. <laughs> g'day, That's g'day. How are you guys? All of you? That's very Excellent, smart. mate. How are you? I'm very, very good. As I was just saying, I've just uh, contained my uh, daughter, who's a little bit unwell. So are you stuck at home with her again? Yeah. Yeah, not stuck. I've, I've really looked at the vocab of appreciating time at home with her. So, But That's we might beautiful. have another contributor today. So... Um, be a bit like Cry Baby Cannon, well, see? Oh, yeah, Cry Baby Cannon. Yeah, a legend. That's beautiful to hear. <laughs> All right, let's get into it so you can go and attend to your uh, daughter at some point if need be. Uh, let's kick off this second half, uh, boys, with uh, New Japan and the G1 special. Tell us all about that. All flips, no fists. <laughs> well, do we have to straight off with Hiromu with yeah, the, we'll the injury? With, we'll start with Hiromu because um, obviously... New Japan, different style of working, and sometimes it makes you cringe. But that was a pretty dangerous spot. Yeah, well, I, I actually knew the result because I, I watched the first half of the show live and then I had to attend to being stuck with my kids, as Jay would say. <laughs> uh, but I come back later after hearing the news. So watching, you know, 15 minutes of the Dragon Lee 
Hiromo match. It was I was nervous and anxious waiting for the spot, which is a different yeah. kind of feeling as a wrestling fan. And then when it happened, it was ugly. It was it, ugly. It it was worse than what I what it what I thought it was going to be. Yep. And then, yeah, whether it's adrenaline or toughness. We... Well, I'm hoping the fact that he finished the match is a sign that um, he's going to have a full recovery from his, obviously, neck injury. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't have a lot of information about it, but the way uh, New Japan stars are talking about it is very serious. Yeah, he, he is sitting up in hospital, if that's, well, that's good. anything to go by. Jay, your thoughts on it? Yeah, there's a fine line, isn't there, between, uh, you know, a this is awesome, uh, in quotation marks, slash dangerous, um, you know, element. And I think Dra- Dragon Lee went to the wrong end. He went south of that. And um, it's really hard because we're an audience that kind of almost says, you know, we've seen it all before. And trying to um, get to that benchmark and uh, um, go above it, leads to crazy things like this. I just sometimes. think the, re- yeah, the release of the holds the only reason that it sort of went that far. It's one where if you hold on to it... Yeah, and they go into the bridge. It's a lot safer going to the bridge, yeah. It's... yeah. But, you know, look, looking at uh, what has made Hiromu so successful over the last 12, 18 months, he is on that borderline of being yeah. a dangerous... To himself, like, he's not a dangerous to work with. So it's always he does have cringeworthy moments. Yeah, you know, the giant uh, drop kick on the on the uh, up in the crowd, and then you know back body drop down the stairs. Different things that he has done. Yeah, you know, and he does a big drop kick off the apron and landing on the back of the neck. Which well, hopefully, is, hopefully he's he's okay. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, uh, old, Jay, old mate melts. Uh, do you reckon he's been sucked into a work, or do you think that? Um, the JR spot wasn't planned. I, I, I think, if anything, um, maybe Barnett knew about it, the other co-host, uh, or um, and maybe maybe it went a little bit too far. But I think, um, how does Barnett enter the ring if it's uh, if it's anything other than a work? I mean, he why would he just enter the ring on his own accord? That would be a bit odd. Well, I think maybe JR got shoot injured, but I think that. The, the spot was fairly... I think there was planned to be a spot and may not have worked yep. out the way they wanted it to yeah. and he got injured, but I don't think... I think the plan was... I think once they announced Barnett uh, in the in the match for the in the next show, we'll know it was a work. Yeah, I, I think it was, like, you know, with the commentary coming out of JR telling New Japan for no one to go near him and stuff. So there must have been talk that that spot to set Josh up, uh, to, yeah, set up a possible match down the line and then yeah, maybe some things just went awry they did get close and you know is he in his 60s he's he's not young yeah so and he's had health issues his whole life so obviously um doing anything physical with jr's a risk so maybe i don't know you know if i'm if i'm running a show i'm not doing anything physical with jr no no definitely yeah. so yeah just uh, maybe uh, just an accident and, and he's not not only is he old he's not a particularly healthy older guy so i mean like you know he's had bell's palsy three times yeah yeah so he's not um yeah it's um it's a bit of a combination i'm focusing on on a positive though that u.s um, championship that was i loved it i mean um switchblade um um you know, it was really odd to see the anti-American hero being a New Zealander, but um, 
um, I thought that was really, really well done. Uh, it was my um, favourite match. match. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I've, I've watched a lot of Jay White since he's come back to New Japan. That's definitely his uh, best match, uh, definitely, by, by a mile. And he, he relished in that real heel role, and I think he played that that character which fed into the match and obviously Juice Robinson is top of his game he's he's yeah. he's, he's and um, that could quite possibly be his best match as well it's just perfect yeah. timing and the way they right opponent for each yeah, other yeah and it just everything came together and sometimes you know they make magic in the ring and I think yeah that Cause definitely was my favourite match look, of the night. I thought it was a good show um, I didn't think it was a great show like um, yeah like Dominion, they're very long shows, the New Japan shows. So when it's when it's only a good show, you kind of there was bits where I was like, oh, can you just get me to the main event? Yeah, well, with with more experience, mate, you'll know which tag matches with the multi man you can skip forward through. Uh, speaking of uh, guys that are getting a little bit older and uh, pretty injury prone as well, Brock Lesnar. Did anyone get the chance to see that uh, call out from uh, Daniel Cormier? Is it? Cormier, Cormier, yeah. uh, in the UFC. You're talking about the best wrestling promo of the last 12 months? Well, the Brock's ever given. Well, definitely for Brock, definitely. But that, that could be up there. That could win promo of the year in a UFC yeah. ring. So the Universal title holder has been on UFC TV more times this week than he's been on WWE TV in the last three months. Yeah, well, de- wow. definitely. I... I've got a feeling that Brock's going to walk out with the title to UFC, and obviously it's going to be a heavyweight title match. And then Braun's going to come in with the uh, the briefcase, and it could be a during threat. during UFC. It could be a, the first triple threat match during in a cage. And Braun loves his smoke and mirrors matches. This could actually get everyone over. I'm enjoying this. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you, you said a lot of stupid things, Lyle. It's probably up there. Um, it would be entertaining, but I don't think it's going to happen. Look, I think uh, Braun, I think uh, Brock walking out with the title as a storyline wouldn't be the worst storyline they've ever told. And then they cut a new ch- title, uh, hand it to Roman, yes. making him heal. Yes. Then Brock comes back, and then while he's fighting Roman, Braun cashes in. There's your WrestleMania moment. Oh, see, my thought was more fun and stupid, and you've gone logical. Which that's not what wrestling is, Welchie, mate. Yeah, well, not not WWE, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Well, like you said, the belt hasn't been on TV for so long anyway. If he walked out of the company with it, would anyone notice? Yeah, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna miss it. No, and yet one if- thing one thing I did notice is that usually if a WWE superstar appears on a crossover product, it's heavily promoted, like. Uh, Ronda being put into the UFC Hall of Fame, um, even yeah. though she's suspended, they went all all out on that. They didn't mention Brock Lesnar once on Raw this week. Yeah, that 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 was interesting. But I think you know, as Brock, he does run his own race, so Usually they might they not have mention it. Yeah, I think they're not mentioning it to let us think that there's a Blur real that. there's a real contract problem there. Yeah, I think it, it's good storytelling to play that, like Brock does every contract. He plays both sides against each other. He's probably the best self-marketer there is in the business at the minute. Yeah. And in other news, he'll be working, I believe, for um, Australasian Wrestling Federation. And uh, he'll obviously lose to TNT. Of course. Jeez. Ah. <laughs> That's tough. That's stiff. That is stiff. <laughs> there goes any chance we've got to interviewing him. Uh 
Let's turn our attention to Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. An explosive yep. main event, wasn't it, boys? Uh, <coughs> what did you think? I thought it was a really enjoyable main event. I yeah. don't watch Raw. No. Oh, here we go. Nah. Now, two minutes <laughs> before we started recording, you said you thought Raw had turned the corner and it was much better than SmackDown. Yeah, the from moment. the thirty minutes of highlights I watched, and Meltzer told him it was a good show. I'm I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> okay, folks. Okay, folks. A big Ziggler. Um, Ziggler Rollins. Did anyone? Um, well, um, obviously Brent didn't watch it. Um, I'm enjoying Seth Rollins, but maybe those. Um, um, those. Uh, Boom Tish new um, Scottish jokes were a little bit. Are you talking? You know, you're talking about the the sheep and the bar. Oh, that's right up yeah. Tony's alley. I think that's why he loved the main event. Actually, the only Scottish jokes I want to hear are from Peyton and Billy when they're yeah. putting on the fake accents. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. What 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 do you think of the pull apart at the start of the start of the show, Jay? What was that? The, the pull apart between Bobby uh, Lashley uh, and, and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns. I actually thought that was well done. Yeah, yeah. I think if they're going to do um, Reigns, Reigns only works in those real beasts. You, you know, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Braun Strowman, that kind of um, just absolutely, they'll do it. They'll bash down the barricade and it'll be just that kind of match. Spears and, yeah, that's the only thing where I find um, Reigns um, entertaining. I thought that was good. Well, I give him it. credit. Give Roman credit. He's got um, Bobby Lashley over. We said <laughs> we said a couple of weeks ago that the only thing that'll get Bobby over is wrestling Roman, and Bobby is actually almost white hot at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he showed a lot of fire in that as well. I, I, I thought that was very well done. If you're the wrestler getting sent out for the pull apart, is your time almost up in WWE? Everyone was out there. Yeah. Finn Balor was out there. Exactly. It, it that's, was... how, that's, how, that's how he's seen by Vince. Oh, Prince Devitt might be coming back to New Japan. It was a, uh, a really good women's tag team match. Alexia Bliss gets another L next to her name, though. Is, has she got some real problems heading into this big fight coming up on the weekend? No. No, there's no way they're putting the title back on Nia. Uh, they'll, the weapons are there so Alexa can she's, win. She's going in with Carlton form into a grand final. <laughs> No one's got Carlton form. <laughs> no, no. You got to remember her last pay per view. She uh, and Alexa's always been a champion that doesn't win non-title matches. She loses and takes the pin, like a real heel should, in more matches yeah. than any other champion. When the title's on the line, she'll cheat. She'll win. Yeah. Mark my words. She'll win that title. She'll use weapons. Nia will get injured during the match, um, and then Ronda Rousey will come back from suspension, and that's the next feud. I can see Rousey, um, Bliss almost using Rousey to her advantage, like getting a DQ or something. And um, It's no disqualification. What's happening there? Can't get it. Oh, hang on. It is WWE. It's extreme rules, mate. <laughs> oh, it is Vince rules. Russo's not back, mate. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a Ronda Rousey on a pole match. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen, um, I've seen count-outs in um, non- no DQ. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, let's turn our attention... As, uh, can you hear my, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we can hear the call out happening in the background there. Do you want to go deal with her for a sec? Yeah, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, there we go. She's back. Just wanted to milk. Oh, there you go. Uh, Milk's code for brandy. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're stuck with her doesn't mean we have to be. Turn our attention to SmackDown. Interesting. It was an interesting night, SmackDown. It was really interesting. The fact that uh, Styles and 
Nakamura. They, they've re-brought that feud back. And interesting time to bring it back, considering that Styles has been building up and building up to, of course, what's going to be a big fight against Rusev. Well, the fact that they bring Nakamura back into the, the fold is, is quite interesting yeah. to me. We were all desperate for Styles and Nakamura not that long ago. But now there's been more Styles Nakamura matches than there's been Police Academy films. <laughs> Rusev would definitely be a character. Even though this was a tag team, and of course Jeff Hardy jumping into the fold as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Jeff and Nakamura. I think the dog bites actually helped with that, that match because we should have seen it a couple of weeks ago. But now we'll get it at the pay-per-view, and I'm, I'm up for it. I want to see those two wrestle. Yeah, I think, I think that, that could be a sleeper match of the night. I'm Provided Jeff's fit. Yeah, I, he should be. By the way, did anyone see SmackDown today? Um, Rusev's commentary, he's, he's like dry, taking the piss. Um, uh, commentary is just, it was brilliant. I found it hilarious. He's one of the funniest men, Rusev. Yeah. I know that Lyle, when he watches Total Divas, is always texting me that Rusev's his highlight yeah. of Total Divas. I don't know why I'll be texting you when you're sitting right beside me, but that's a that's <laughs> all right. Fair point, actually. Yeah, you see, Tony knows. It's a fair point. But his ridiculous, his comical arrogance is really, really funny. Where he's like, "Yeah, AJ couldn't do that move on me. I weigh too much for him," or um, you know, like mocking the gyms he goes to and just just everything was. Talking about his tank and how he's come out on a tank and that tops anything <laughs> AJ's ever done in his career. Good um, old handsome and, Rusev. Yeah, he was very, uh, he was very comical. Well, it's good that they had him on doing commentary because I believe today actually was Rusev Day, so it's yeah. nice that they could celebrate. Oh, oh, that's Rusev Day, isn't it? Good, Tony. Mm. Catching uh, on. So respectful. <laughs> what do you think of the What do you think of the spot at the start between Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan, Jay? Yeah, Miz is always going to bring quality, I think. Um, I'm a, I think Rolchi's with me as well. Um, I think Miz is the biggest star and, you know, he, he, he's the guy that makes things happen and feuds happen in the WWE, I think. Everything he touches turns to gold and, um, yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty good. And I'm not minding the Kane kind of, um, if you're going to have Kane back, I think he almost has to be comical and, um, I'm enjoying that too. Yeah, and uh, of course, and Daniel Bryan going on uh, with the big fella in the, uh, the yeah. team hell no. Uh, that, that wasn't a bad match at the end to finish the night. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I think they're, um, it's funny that it brought in Sanity, and Sanity is really, you know, the scary stable, and I think they're zero. And, you know, I mean, they've, they've had a couple of losses already, so. I'm well, it's because sure they've got Alexander go. Wolf, who's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he is. He's terrible. Yeah, that's it. He's there yeah, to he eat is. pins, and that's it. You'd rather have Nicky yeah, Cross in your team. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, li- the line of the day for me was just off uh, off after uh, Raw had finished, and after SmackDown had finished, sorry, and uh, it was on one of the uh, the replay shows. And uh, I can't remember the girl's name that hosts and she said... Renee that- Young? Sorry? Renee Young? No, it's not her name. Kathy Kelly? No, no, no. it doesn't matter. Oh, and uh, she said that... The- the pairing of Kane and Daniel Bryan was where Satan meets Seattle. <laughs> That's a good line. I That's like not it. bad. I like it. clever. Now, Jay, you, we haven't had a chance to watch 205 Live yet because we were in here early, uh, putting in the hard yards while you were... On school holidays. Um, drinking probably a bottle of red wine. Um, yeah. How... 
was 205 Live, there was a championship match. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, there was a championship match. Uh, Cedric Alexander was taking on... Um, uh, um, uh, what's the... Uh, I forgot his name now. Hideo... Um, Atami. Hideo uh, Atami. Yeah, yeah Atami. Um, I thought that was okay. I don't think Atami... Like, uh, we've, we've spoken about this, um, I think, as well, well, before. It just doesn't grab the audience. It was an okay match. This could be just me, but I was blown away the week before with Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy, and this just felt like... It feels like that should be the championship team. Hideo is a great worker, but I, I feel with Hideo... He got injured at the wrong time. Yeah, and stopped all his momentum. His momentum left, um, and as a result, I, I almost feel like sometimes he's phoning in his performances because he's also he had setbacks where he's actually injured a couple of people. Like you've got to remember, this is the guy who yep. invented the go to sleep um, that yep. that everyone thinks is CM Punk's move. Hideo is a superstar in Japan. Um, yep. I'd almost put him up to the main roster, feud him with um, Shinsuke, let them tear the house down and then get him to work with some American guys, get him the momentum back where he can work yep. with someone who he can actually do what he wants to do with them. Yeah, it might reinvigorate yeah. him uh, personally as well. Like, get a bit of that hunger and that fire back. Yeah, like he has... What, has he been there three years now? Maybe... Well, the first five months he was injured. Yeah, so it's it been a stop-start, 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 and, you know... Yeah, like you said, he is a phenomenal worker, so... Yeah, hopefully I think they were trying to build him up during the show too. They were really talking about Hideo's um, like kickboxing, and they were really, you know when they forced when they almost obviously Vince or Triple H and the, the words to use and the things to go with. They mentioned that he was a kickboxer like a million times throughout the show. So that kind of you know this is his power thing. This is his angle that you know he could be a kickboxer too, and. Um, yeah, it was a good match. It's just compared to last week. Is it yeah, possible? Was... Is it possible that he suffered more than anyone else for the name change? Yep, definitely. Yep, hundred percent. All right, boys. Let's look into some of the uh, big points of the week that have uh, come out. And uh, first of all, Welshie, the change to the WWE pay per view schedule. Yeah. Um, well, Jay, you're the one who alerted me to this. Yep. Um, there's a swap from uh, tables, ladders, and chairs is moving from October to December, which means that um, with the terribly named but much anticipated uh, showdown uh, or what is it, super showdown, is going to be the only WWE pay per view in that in October. So we're going to get basically a, a real pay per view. Well, it's, it's it's big news, I think, because I was suspecting we were going to get a glorified house show. Um, yep. like uh, Greatest Royal Rumble was. But now, with it yep. being the only pay-per-view for the month, we're going to get proper title matches, we're going to get storyline, and we're gonna, and I, I would envisage we'll get at least one title change. So uh, I would expect if they market that properly now that they've done that, uh, ticket sales should actually um, get a little boost. I'm, I'm, I might be looking for a front row ticket. Is there any left now? Still a couple. <sighs> Might have to trade up. Don't tell your wife. Five grand if you want. <laughs> five grand. Yeah. Edit that out. Say that's so fifty dollars, man. The World Series Wrestling have announced a, a massive name coming to a massive. top schedule. Two names. Two yeah. names. Yeah. Don't forget Huge. Brandy. Brandy Rose and well, because you can't say his last no, name. I wasn't going to Brandy's there. Brandy Rose and Cody and Brandy Rose and Cody. So, which is 
Amazing. Uh, look, yeah, they teased in their previous tour uh, the elite takeover. So, so you'd expect you'd expect that um, we're going to get the young bucks. Well, as I feel well. the young bucks uh, young bucks should be coming back anyway. They they tour relentlessly. So I'm holding out. I'm hoping for Flip Gordon. I really hope if Cody would let him be booked over here. He's not letting him be booked anywhere else at the minute. Okay. I would, um, yeah, look, obviously, uh, we're going to both shows, are we? Well, 100%. Well, I've been to every other show they've come, so, yeah. And his, uh, his heel work, and now that he's gone back to the the good side, you'd say, Jay, after watching uh, being the elite as well, mate? Yeah, he's a baby yeah, face um, now. You, you put that up on the page, that really deserves, um, you know, I know it's a bit harder when, um, when something's on the page and having to click and going, you know, to the video, but, um, it really does. That's great storytelling. I, I thought that was, that was really, really cool um, uh, about where they're going to next as well and plants to seed. I thought that was awesome. And I, um, yeah, look forward to the new um, direction of the Bullet Club or the Elite as well. Cody, Cody was, was the highlight. Cool. Cody was the yeah. highlight of that. Of that yeah, when, when he came into the room at the end. Ate a chip. Yeah, he ate a chip. <laughs> yeah. And then what are we I, do I think it was Hangman and he said. What the hell's Haku's problem? Yeah, <laughs> just little things like that. Yeah, and that's I love seeing Haku back out there. Yeah, that, that was really good. We mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think that was Cody going up. What's Haku's problem? Like, you know, where's where he coming um, from? Yeah. And like, because Cody was so crestfallen, like him delivering that was just it was just perfect. And I think it's going to let him actually the um, with the basically the guys in the firing squad. I think they always had a bit of a different. Um, element to the Bullet Club where they were more of those hard asses where now it's kind of them as the muscle and the rest of the Bullet Club are the um, smart asses basically. Well, they said they're and still I, the Bullet Club. Yeah, no, that's it. Today. They're the OG originals and they got Bad Luck Farlake still to come back. Before yeah. we get to Kayfabe Corner, Jay, we mentioned earlier that PCW have announced their Geelong show. I also want to talk about the new promotion, Mayhem Wrestling. Which are running Sunday shows, boys. Yes, Sunday wrestling. Yeah, Westside too. So the Western Suburbs getting a, another wrestling promotion, and Melbourne's finally getting a promotion that's running Sunday shows. I'm not sure who's yep. who's responsible at the moment um, for these shows, but yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's um, I think it's a 4 p.m. start. Yeah, it's, it's all a good nice. family friendly Doors. time. Yeah, um, you can get something to eat. You can get something to drink. Um, and they're starting to announce matches, I believe, today or tomorrow. I haven't looked online. There was a little teaser of a silhouette of the first... Uh, um, and so, yeah, I mean, obviously, who do you want to see? I want to see anyone who's been on our show. That's who I want to see. Well, they should just get booked for being on our show, surely. Kayfabe Corner, Jay? Um, okay, well, Kayfabe Corner is, and um, by the way, well, this, this might be a um, momentous Kayfabe Corner, because we'll, K-Fave Corner, because we'll see what direction it goes in next week. Um, I'm going with um, timesheets in the timeline of a um, of a wrestling show. For example, why do main events finish like in perfect time? Like, how can they finish thirty seconds before it all goes off air? No, but it doesn't. Um, it doesn't, mate. If you take a look behind it, mate, the fifty minute, uh, fifteen minute overrun that Raw has, it. T- perfectly times to 15 minutes over. <laughs> so we get three hours and 15 minutes every week. Oh, do we? Yeah, okay. but it's perfectly timed for three hours and 15 minutes. And um, no, I think this week on SmackDown, obviously it didn't finish right on time, so we got to see some celebration at the end. Yeah, like but that's, it, a, that's a secondary show, mate. Don't you listen to Vince? 
No. <laughs> okay, maybe. Uh, okay, maybe this this kayfabe corner could have had a bit more research. <laughs> so that's the same as what Jeez. we've done. Seven kayfabe corners now. I reckon six of them could have done with some extra research. <laughs> that's well, that's what, a kayfabe corner in itself. The lack of research. We're going to see where the Cape Corner goes to as well next week. It's going to be... Well, I'm going to see whether it survives. It'll just keep being unrehearsed and unprepared. Um, quickly, MCW tickets to MCW 100 and the venue. Oh. Uh, the venue's obviously been announced. It's at MSAC, which is massive, nice. a massive venue. A uh, lot of more tickets for them to sell than In the usual. Pool? Uh, they've already sold all of their um, reserve seating, I believe. So. Yeah, yep. Um, that's a huge so, on, on the basketball court soon, wouldn't it? No, it's going to be on a floating pontoon like WCW. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Right, right in the middle, perfect. In the wave pool. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, obviously, uh, good venue. Be, um, no, it looks like they will sell it out. They have got Nido, um, and yeah, so uh, like kudos to the guys there. Fantastic stuff. Uh, don't forget. Uh, our- Podcast meet and greet prior to MCW 99, speaking of MCW 100. Just those details again, boys. It's at, it's on our Facebook page. Um, it's, it's at the Formby local. Um, I think we've got a uh, we've got a couple of people coming. It's looking like an intimate 15 affair. Of the, oh, 15 so far, and I believe we have 16 15. listeners, so that's not too bad. Ten, two, oh, be proud with that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you're saying. That's, Jeez, that's we've been good. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously, um, if you want to come along, get on the Facebook page, let us know. Um, we'd love to have a beer with you. Or two. Or, or a red wine for Jay. Plenty of upcoming shows. A red wine, beer, anything. Chardonnay, guys. You can drink anything you want. You can even have a lemonade if you want to come along. Scotch and with one ice. Yeah, anything. Good, excellent. Anything. We're, we're all good. Plenty of upcoming shows. Uh, we spoke earlier with, uh, of course, Edward about uh, the PCW lockdown, lethal, lethal lockdown. lockdown at Ferntree Gully. That's going to be a great show. That The Explosive Pro Wrestling uh, Show in Perth also on Saturday the 14th. NAW Hardcore Retribution and the House of Hardcore Touring Australia from the 11th of July. Look out for tickets for that as well. If you've got an upcoming show that you want to promote, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to have a chat to you boys. Always a pleasure to have you in the studio. It's been another good show. It's always been your pleasure, Tone. Thank you, Jay. Can I say one more thing, guys? Yes. Oh, sure. We'll edit it out. If you want to sponsor the show, we're, you know, we'd love, we'd love a sponsor. I could, uh, I could even change my name. For the right sponsorship dollars, whiskers, <laughs> whiskers, anything really, anything. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very cheap. <laughs> Good know. to hear. Yes, we, we sort of knew that. Yeah, but stay yeah. tuned. We've got some exciting stuff coming up, so uh, we're yeah. looking forward to sharing it with you. Um, and it might be the time to jump on board if you did want to sponsor our little podcast. Once again, Facebook page if you like uh, at On the Turnbuckle Australia. Catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. We'll catch you again soon. <laughs>